Guess who's back? Back again. The rocks are back. Tell a friend. Guess who's back? Guess who's back? Guess who's back? Welcome to the Rockaroo. better be careful those they take those music rights seriously man yeah that uh peloton is finding that out i hear oh oh what is there a story there yeah you haven't heard that no yeah yeah peloton the uh fitness giant uh is getting sued by some I guess record labels, some smaller record labels, because they use you know music in their rides, and I oh. guess they didn't fully get the rights to every single from every single uh, music label. So there's a few of them out there that are. They thought that they had it negotiated out, didn't happen. They got sued. I don't know where it's gonna go, but um, they removed a bunch of rides that had those songs in it. So. Oh wow. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I also heard a story that, uh, that happy birthday was, uh, owned by someone and restaurants had to stop, have had to do different versions of the happy birthday song because it was, uh, they were getting sued. And I was like, that sounds like a bunch of BS to me. Cause that sounds like a public domain type song. Plus the lyrics to happy birthday are different every time. Yeah, depending on the person. Right. So yeah that, yeah, that does sound like a bunch of BS. I'm not so sure how any of that works, but I switched up a lyric, so. Did you read that on The Onion? No, no I heard it from <laughs> a unreliable, reliable source, oh, if okay. that makes any sense. Well, what else is going on in the... Well, it happened. It happened. The baseball season, U.S. version, officially started. <laughs> Major League Baseball, opening day, U.S., March 28th. Four days earlier than usual, I, I suspect, or somewhere around in there, I don't know. And uh, our Colorado Rockies, they played four games in, in uh, Miami, and Miami did not disappoint. They brought their 3,500 fans out to cheer on their team, and... Uh, Two of those games went well for their fans. Two of the games went well for us. And ultimately, I'd say uh, kind of disappointing as a Rockies fan, right? Yeah, not good enough, right? Yeah. I don't want to set the tone like I was super excited. The two games that were good were really good. Uh, I, d- I didn't want to come out all amped up and excited like I had planned on doing because I was thinking, you know what, like – Anecdote was right. It's down to business, and that was not taking care of business. No, and I'm glad. I'm glad because I, I was. I, I think like last year, it would have been like, oh, it's it's a long season. Uh, that's not happening this year. Uh, that's you won't hear that from me. You won't hear that from Antidote. I'm sure. Uh, you might hear it. You might not even hear it from the the guys on the broadcast. I mean, there's, there's super high expectation there. Pedro Gomez, 
uh, ESPN baseball guy picked the Rockies to go to the World Series. So this team is, I mean, all eyes are on. And when you're in Miami and you said 35,000, I was like, what? No way. But then I realized you meant for all four games. <laughs> you know, it's like, come on, guys. Splitsville, really? And then meanwhile, the the worst part about it is then you watch the highlights and you got Milwaukee going off. You got the freaking Dodgers going off. Yeah, they, both of those teams played at home, which I get the whole, oh, we're fine with not starting the season at home because it's cold in Denver sometimes. But maybe they shouldn't be fine with that. Maybe... It'd be nice to right. start off in front of the 50,000, you know? Yeah, just get some momentum. It would be good. It'd be good. Eight years, I think they said. It's been eight seasons wow. since the Rockies have started the season at home. I, I, I think that's what I heard on, on the broadcast. Wow. That's, uh, that sucks. I think that they have the ability to start at home. And you know what? If it's cold, it's cold. It's the way it goes. It's cold in October. Yeah. Yeah. And it's cold on, you know, last year they waited a week and a half or whatever, and they still had weather issues. So, but if you you are, if you are starting in Miami against, let's face it, a team I was watching, well, I'm going to get, wasn't watching, but I was enjoying the game with someone this week at one of the games. And, um, this Rockies fan said, I don't even know who's on the Marlins. It's <laughs> a great point. I mean, <laughs> like, gosh. Yeah. The Marlins are bad. I, I'm, uh, I will say this. I am going to say this. The, uh, their starting rotation is uh, is going to be a bright spot in some situations, uh, but they're still bad offensively. They're bad. You can't you you can't lose the games that you did, especially the game on uh, Sunday, the way that they did. And and I get it. Uh, I'm going to say that like if you're watching that game on Sunday, the Alcantara kid uh, was legit. I'm not going to like. I'm not going to let the Rockies off the hook, uh, but those are the types of games you got to find a way to win. And and there are a couple of opportunities that the Rockies squandered. Uh, well, there's at least one opportunity the Rockies squandered, and ultimately, yeah, the the guys pitching really well, but you got to find a way to get a man on base and just standing up there and swinging away and and taking what I would consider lackluster at bats is not going to get it done yeah and i i guess i just it, i should go into this early because it i really can't even comment on three of the four games boy it sure would have been nice to be able to watch the rockies this weekend um so a little sto- little story about myself i am a uh i am the anecdote uh and i am a cord cutter and proud of it proud of it uh, if you're Heck not familiar, yeah. if you're not familiar with the term, that just means someone who doesn't suck the teat of the, you know, cable networks and other than internet access, Wi-Fi. Still need a cable for that. That's not lost on me. Um, that's not <laughs> lost on me at all. But for television purposes, you know, your Xfinity's, Comcast's, Time Warner's, Dish Network, Directv, all that stuff. 
Uh, and that poses a problem when you're in market for the Colorado Rockies and you're trying to watch a Colorado Rockies baseball game. Now, there are back doors and alleyways that you can use to circumvent those things. Not going to, don't want to go too deep into that as to, uh, I mean, I may have already said too much. Yeah, but, watch out. Yeah, sometimes those, uh, those back alleys and doorways get, um, they get exposed and the Major League Baseball uh, Gestapo has those doors covered and, and new doors need to open up. And in the meantime, when those new doors are opening up, uh, you can't watch Rockies games. So weird thing was I was able to watch opening day. I saw opening day. It was great. And then not able to see uh, any of the next three games. Uh, just very disappointed, right? Season starts, you're excited, pumped up. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not a bar guy. I'm not going to go to a bar and watch nine hours of baseball. I mean, that's just, that's to me, that's ridiculous. Uh, so, I mean, I'll, I'll be, I'll be, uh, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to cut out early this episode and, um, we'll let the antidote take it. And, and I hope you all enjoy the episode. (laughs) You're out of here, huh? Yeah. I'm, uh, yeah, I gotta, there's, I, there's nothing I can do because, well, well, let me tell you this. So, so I did, I listened to, I listened to all three of the games on the radio, which is okay, but you know, it's not the same. We all yeah, know it's that. Not. I mean, you it's use, not. especially nowadays, I mean, you use the radio in a pinch, you know, if you're obviously driving, it's a good way. Uh, you're camping, you know, stuff like that. But if you're, if you're at home, it's really not the, or maybe you're working on your car, but nowadays, I mean, you pop on the old cell phone or the tablet or you get the laptop out in the garage and no problem. But, um, but so, and then I did a little game casting. I know I was talking up the game cast, uh, or game day, whatever it's called last uh, season on the Rockaroo podcast. Uh, but you'll read things like, Martin Prado singles to first baseman Ryan McMahon. And you're thinking, huh, seems like there's a story there. I don't know how many singles get hit to the first baseman. <laughs> so it's rough, man. It's, it's a, I was like, I'm super bummed about it. And then you pile that with the going two and two. Didn't get to see Marquez. Didn't get to see Johnny. Um, it sucked for me. Yeah, that's, that's a bummer. What about like a uh, review or replay? Can you, can you watch those or is that Avenue closed down as well? No, that's definitely, that's definitely something. Um, huh. but I'm not like, I, unless it's something immaculate, uh, I'm really not. Plus I was so turned off too. It's like, whatever. And when they lose, <laughs> I, cause I did, I watched the, um, I watched the some highlights from Saturday's game. And then I was going to watch the condensed game of both uh, Saturday and Sunday. Or excuse me, Friday. Yeah, there are four games. Oh, I just pulled the antidote there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, those (laughs) those four-game series, man, are tricky. But anyway, I watched the replays on one of those games. And then I was going to watch the condensed versions before we started recording here. And 
I had some uh, office space level issues with the printer, printing my notes, so that didn't happen. But yeah, so I'm, you know, uh, I'm here, man. I'm here to listen. Okay, well, that's a that's a that's a bummer. You'll get it figured out, I guess. The problem is the other options out there. Are you you got to suck it up and buy the cable package, or you got to right? Yes, suck it up and buy the cable package. Yeah, I'm not saying there's not opportunities, but they obviously they specifically the blackout specifically exists, so you buy. The reality is Major League Baseball protects their contracts with those guys. And and really, like, if you throw on MLB TV, you buy the package for $130 a year, and you can watch every single out-of-market game. That's pretty good deal, you know, but it sucks when you're a fan of the in-market team, so you can't watch the games. And uh, MLB can really cover the their contracts on the back end by giving, you know, whatever cable network a cut of some other viewer watching that game, which is still, they probably do do that. So it's not like the cable provider loses out revenues on that specific game. What they do lose revenues on is protecting the rest of their cable package, you know? So it's yeah. like, you got to buy the whole freaking package to get the game. You can't a la carte this stuff, and they need to get that figured out because people don't want to watch your other shitty <laughs> networks, Fox. Yeah. They just want to watch <laughs> the Rockies, and they just want to watch the whatever NFL football team they love, you know? So stop selling us your your piece of trash other networks that nobody wants to watch you know like you got all these other networks that are just total trash and like yeah it hurts maybe some content but netflix has got it figured out so get ready the change is coming it's just more people got to keep sucking it up and and you're one of the soldiers taking the <laughs> bullet for some people you know like unfortunately but all that being said ultimately the overall, my overall take from the four games is still worried about the Rockies offense. I know that sounds weird well, based wait. on the first two games, but wait, I have more, I'm, I have more, I have more to piggyback off what you just said. And then we can, let's okay. go into the games. Just want okay. to get it off my chest. So yeah, you make a great point. You make a great point about the, the, just the garbage, uh, the garbage cable package and I know you and I both know knew someone who specifically got direct TV and I would even get in arguments with this person like sometimes heated arguments about why are you why are you paying for direct TV and the answer always was I want to watch the Rockies yeah and it's a great point and but the the thing with that is that's an older generation thing they will do yeah. that and we talked yep. about it last episode, or maybe not last episode, but in an episode early in this season about, you know, the the older generational baseball fan is not going to be around forever. They're going to move on. And, you know, the cord cutters, the non-cable package people, they're going to, instead of... Going through the hoops, they're just going to say, well, I guess I won't watch the Rockies. I guess I won't watch baseball. I'll 
do whatever. I mean, there's so many entertainment options available that it's just you and be be the lead. You said you know the a la carte. Why MLB should, needs to be the leader in that. Yeah, and I was thinking yep. like I would have been more than happy to pay. You know, I broke it down. I think for one team, the MLB TV is ninety two dollars around there uh, for just the one team. Uh, that oh, yeah. rough, roughly breaks down to fifty seven cents if you divide it by one sixty two. I know they don't because they just use the network like AT&T Sports and they don't broadcast all 162, but just for numbers sake, it's like 57 cents a game. I would be more than willing to pay like $2 for a game, maybe even $3 for a game, Um, especially like a Snell-Freeland matchup. So I'm not a business guy, but it seems like, like you said, that's the... (laughs) I just stuttered. <laughs> the hell was that? Um, that's the direction that it's going in anyway. Might as well just be the cool, the the cool league and do it first, and then get yeah. the young people. And I was even thinking, I don't know, this might be too crazy, but maybe just have a season where you give away MLB TV for free maybe half the season or a whole season hook people, make it easy. It's too hard to watch games. It's, it's too hard to watch. It made sense back when like you had to have the cable line coming into your house. But now with where technology is, it's too easy not to have a la carte options Uh, and not just baseball, but all sports, all things. It would make content better. It would make content better because there's just a bunch of junk out there and it makes it out there because you have to have some lifetime channel for, you know, whatever the case may be. But you know what? Lifetime's content works for certain people. Right. It's just, it doesn't work for me. So why am I paying for it? Yeah. It's ridiculous. And then, um, like, I feel like Major League Baseball should maybe focus more on how to make it easier to watch games opposed to speeding the games up. I mean, they, they need to do both because there were many times where I flipped to a game this weekend and it was a pitching change. I went to commercial. I was like, damn it. But that, <laughs> yeah, that again, happens. that's a different issue, but still make it easy. Make a, make a playoff game easy to watch. Don't, don't force people to go to bars to watch MLB TV, though, I now know that YouTube TV offers MLB TV, the channel. It's always confusing because there's MLB TV where you get all the games that you pay for. And then there's, or I guess it's MLB network is what I need to say. Yes. The MLB network is offered by YouTube TV. Well, that's not going to, I mean, that doesn't solve the problem, but yeah, that's, uh, but I wish I would have known that in fucking October. (laughs) Oh man. Well, let's uh let's break down the game that you did watch. Again, <laughs> I was I was gonna say uh I, I got the opportunity to watch all of the games. I will say this, I, I do something that I know you don't like uh to do and a lot of other people don't like to do, but it works for me. Uh every now and then I'll I'll start a game late and I'll keep myself in, in blackout mode and then watch the game uh, you know 
after you know, in recorded fashion or whatever, which is still an option if you have MLB TV. The um, two, the t- there's two games this weekend that I did do that with, but it felt like I was watching it regular because I was in the I was in the dark. I just got to fast forward through the commercials, which was nice. Uh, two games I didn't do that with. Uh, the two games I didn't do it with. Uh, one was a loss and one was a win. So the the one I didn't do it with was obviously opening day. Had to be there live. Got myself super pumped up. Threw on my Rocky socks. Threw my shorts on. Put on my super sweet one dot Kyle Freeland jersey. And threw on my Colorado Rockies hat to watch Kyle one dot Freeland totally dominate as expected. Nice. You have Rocky shorts? No, no. Well, yeah. I mean, yes, I do. I just threw on shorts. I, I guess I, I didn't want the listeners to think that I was, you know, watching in my underwear or anything. But I do have Rocky shorts, yeah. Wait, you have Rocky shorts, but you weren't wearing them? No, no, I didn't go full deck out. I have Rocky's underwear and Rocky's shorts, and I did not wear the underwear or the shorts. Okay, first of all, where do you get Rocky's underwear? Stance? Uh, stance, yep. Oh, that must yeah. was that new this season? No, I actually bought these Rockies underwear last season oh. at spring training. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. At the at the uh ballpark I bought them. So they're ballpark underwear, Rocky underwear. Oh nice. Those are always special. Yeah. So and the shorts I just got from, you know, shop, MLB shop. Gotcha. But ultimately, long story short, that game was obviously the best game out of all of them, in my opinion. Uh, Not just because of Freeland, but it was a game where the offense actually did show up, and I was super excited about it. Yeah, it was not everyone. Like, that game was best-case scenario because everyone participated. Almost everyone. Well, (laughs) even Desmond and even Ionetta. And it was best case scenario because the Rockies got the W and Daniel Murphy went over. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Wait, I'm, I'm, I, I, I'm, I'm waiting. Were you going to ask me? A, did you have a question for me? No. Wait. About um, who, who didn't contribute? No. About opening day stuff. Oh yeah, I did. I because I I I got myself all pumped up, uh, wearing my my Rockies gear, and obviously I'm super stitious. I wore my uh, Freeland T-shirt last year. I bought it uh, with my John Gray jersey, which everyone knows that story. Uh, but the, the Freeland T-shirt came, and uh, I wore that baby every start last year that Kyle Freeland had. So I was like, obviously it's gonna happen. So. It's going to continue this year, but uh, what you wear can sometimes affect the game. So I don't know. What was your uh, game day attire on opening day? Well, I'm glad you asked. (laughs) Uh, Good. So I also have a one dot Kyle Freeland jersey shirt that was kindly gifted to me 
by a special individual. You know who you are. Nice. And I don't usually do this, but and we specifically don't like to get too personal here on the Rockaroo. It's we're all about Rockies and baseball, and sometimes flags, and sometimes uh, taking down the cable man. Take, taking down the cable man. Happy birthday rights. Uh, but no, so usually don't do it. I woke up. And I meet, I usually don't put a shirt on or anything unless it's like winter and it's cold and the long sleeve will go on. But I, I woke up, went directly to the closet, grabbed the purple one dot jersey shirt, popped that sucker on. And it felt great, man. It felt oh, so yeah. good. Um, it's a vi- and it's not like the, I don't know. Do you want to describe the? The shirt, because it's not like the traditional jersey shirt. And it is custom. We should point out that they're custom. It actually says one dot. It doesn't say Freeland. It actually says one dot. Uh, yeah. So the the shirt itself is not the uh, traditional like, oh, this is a close replica of what a jersey would look like. Um this bad boy has the, it's actually a home plate on the back uh, with the name above the home plate. So it's a little unique. And then it's got obviously the, uh, the classic CR on the front. And it's, uh, I don't know, maybe some kind of polyester blend. Uh, with a <laughs> cotton polyester blend, it's a nice, nice feel. It's a, it's not your traditional just uh, straight cotton. So, it's a, it's a good feeling shirt. I will say that. And the purple is, uh, it's just a, it's a straight purple and silver. Uh, all of the, um, I guess graphics on it is silver. So, it's a, it's a sweet T-shirt. It's, it's probably one of my favorite T-shirts in the collection. Yeah, I actually just pulled mine out of the laundry, sitting here looking at it. It's a beautiful, beautiful piece of um, piece of textile. And, you know, I know we like to joke around a lot here on the Rockaroo, but we've got to get the one dot nickname to stick, like, nationally. You know, start regionally, obviously. Yeah. Um, and Ian, if you're listening... I don't know how we do it. I mean, obviously you hashtag and stuff like that, but we got to get that going. Um, if you're passionate about Freeland and One Dot, and again, if, you, if you're a new listener uh, or fly-by-night listener, you don't know what we mean when we say One Dot. There's a, the episode last season, season one of the Rockaroo, where we d- discuss it, um, episode 26 uh, it basically means one dot basically means ace. Uh, a dot means an ace, and uh, we break it down more in depth there. Uh, it's a great name. It's better than, I don't know, freaking Spielborgs came up with the Mountaineer, which is like, whatever, dude. Um, yeah. But yeah, that's what I went with. I did my coffee mug, 21 seconds. Heat it Ooh, up nice. if you if anyone if any deep cut Rockaroo fans uh know that story. I did the twenty one seconds on the coffee mug warm up and uh it was a it was a fun day. Yeah. It's uh it was a good day and Freeland he totally was I mean he was dominant. 
Um, I uh, had a friend over that was not a Rockies fan come over and watch that game with me. And uh, I was talking about One Dot, and he specifically was asking me about the nickname. And I told him, well, it's the literal definition of ace. And he goes, why don't you just call him ace? And I go, well, we don't call him ace because One Dot is unique. And he is more than just an ace. He's a unique ace by definition. Yeah. And every, they, every, I mean, ace is such a general term too, you know? So one dot really is, like you said, unique. And uh, man, watching that game was awesome because there was just such a level of confidence and trust from the fan side of things. Just like, oh, that's one dot out there. That's Kyle Freeland. No big deal, yeah. baby. And I don't think the Rockies have ever really had that. Maybe Ubaldo. But even that was a little like, well, touch and go. But it's it, yeah. it was just, it was beautiful. It was beautiful. Yeah, that's exactly right. And the thing about the game is like, you knew that you felt that the Rockies had it in full Full control. And even though they didn't even uh, start the scoring until the fourth inning, which was, you know, that's pretty late to start start things going. Uh, but because of one dot out there and uh, everything uh, that he projects, you still felt like, oh, yeah, this game is the Rockies to lose right now. There's no doubt about it. And then, of course, the, the top of the fourth hits and we get the uh, – the thief, Bomnado, doubling, and then uh, you know we get uh, David Dahl coming out and doing some really nice stuff. Gotta love the start of his uh, his season. But Trevor Story, you know, gets on him with a fielding error there, and then Dahl singles, and boom, up comes Ryan the McMahon or Ryan Mick the Man, whichever way you want to say it. And he 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 drives in some dudes. And before the inning's over, bam, there's a four spot on the board. And it's like, well, uh, that's all Freeland's going to need. And really, honestly, that is all he needed. He gave up a, uh, a uh, pinch hit jack, which was just a little, uh, I don't know, I guess it was a, a mistake. Uh, but, you know, one run. That's that's not going to hurt us ever, and and ultimately you have the fourth and the fifth inning. The Rockies end up scoring six on nine hits. Liked the offense. I really liked what it did. Blackman didn't get going in game one, but ultimately he did end up getting going. Our main man Daniel Murphy, uh, he fell victim to the um, Rockies free agent signing jinx i guess uh, i don't know how you want to say That's that but uh, to say it. <laughs> so we won't see we won't see murphy for a little while but uh man mcmahon just kept it going can i just say in since since you brought it up I, can i just say that justice reigns supreme it's nice to know <laughs> that there's some universal justice out there and I don't know if you've seen this quote or not. I'm going to read it. You probably have. I'm going to read it. If you haven't, I want you to guess 
Well, it's pretty obvious, but we'll play the game anyway. It's a quote. You guys are going to find out very quickly I don't do timetables. When I'm back in the lineup, I'm healthy. That's usually the way I do it. I think there's too much unknown with an injury. Hmm. Are you you asking me to guess? Yeah. Hmm. I'm going to guess that that quote came from the Supreme Richard. Wow. <laughs> I know what you actually mean. For the first oh. time, you make a... I know what you mean. I think he um, got a new nickname. Is that... So, so... Uh, Richard Supreme. He's, uh, he's Richard Supreme. <laughs> it classically is a uh, is, uh, Daniel Murphy quote, I, I gotta say. Listen, you're right. I, uh... I guess give some background if there's anyone listening that doesn't know. He fractured his finger in Saturday night's game, late in the game. Or was it? No, it was Friday night's game. And, um, yeah, he's going on the old, not the old, the new injured list. So, yes, you know, like the last part of the quote, okay, I agree with. I think there's too much unknown with an injury. Yeah. But, dude, like, do you know how much of a Supreme Richard you sound when you say, you guys are going to find out very quickly. I don't do timetables. <laughs> it's like, why are you asking me this? Yeah. It's like, well, shouldn't the quote be, you know, I, I'm going to work as hard as I can. It's an injury. You know, it's got to heal, but I, I want to be back as soon as I can. I get the vibe that it's like, well, I'm going to make my 12 million this year and 12 million next year whether I take another at bat or not. And I and honestly, I've been taking it easy on Daniel Murphy so far until I read this. I mean, <laughs> here's your character. Yeah. Unbelievable. All bets dude. are off. Yeah. I mean, what do you think yeah. what do you think like a Bud Black and a even a, a Breedick or Breedich or Breidick or Breidich? I don't know how you pronounce that guy's name. And I mean, I mean, no disrespect, but you know who I'm talking about, the general manager of the Rockies. How do you, how do they, how do the other teammates, how did you, I don't know, did you read this? Was that the first you're hearing of it? Tell me, take, take us through your thoughts right now in this moment on that. Well, so that I did read it and the, my very first thought was, man, what a dick. (laughs) That's it. That's all that like came through my mind. I was like, they like. Thank goodness we get to see Hampson and McMahon more. Our Hampson, I don't know, like McMahon is just just keeps rolling it out like it's no big deal, like he belongs, which is awesome. He hasn't seen a lefty yet, but whatever. I'm not gonna. We're not gonna worry about that. But to me, I'm like Saturday or yeah, Saturday morning rolls along, and I look at the opening lineup, and I'm like, yeah, this is the lineup that we should have all season. And for whatever reason, this I guess I didn't read it on Saturday night, uh, but I, at that point in time, I didn't even realize that Murphy was out with an injury. So I was super excited to be able to see that we're going to get a legitimate, uh, a, a legitimate lineup for the Rockies. I think. Um, Daniel Murphy before that, 
went uh, 0 for 5 in game 1 out of the second hole. And then uh, in game 2, went uh, 1 for 5. And that 1, <laughs> let's be honest, yeah. dude, that 1 yeah. was ridiculous. I mean, it probably should have been an error. It should have been an error. Yeah. The guys in the booth were like, oh, not an error, but whatever. So thoughts on on the other teammates and Bud Black on his quote about... Oh, that's right. Yeah. So you're asking me, how do I think the other teammates feel about that? Mm-hmm. I, I think right now it's too early in the season and all of them are focused on having a great season. And I really think that they're probably, it's just a... Uh, like water off a duck's back, you know, like, honestly, I don't think that it has one way or another. Now, as the season progresses and he continues to be that type of guy, which he will be, <laughs> yeah. uh, they're, they're going to get fed up with that shit. Yep. Uh, I, so yeah, I agree with that for sure. Um, you know, right. Like you said right now that it's like, Hey, we just split two with Miami. We can't be talking about, fucking Murphy. But anyway, my worry about, let me take you through my, uh, worry. I don't worry is too strong of a word. I'm not smart enough to, to pick a different word. So you're going to have to <laughs> just stick with worry. Yeah. So anyway, I, I feel that maybe cause I haven't won its game since Daniel Murphy's been in the lineup. And just for the record, I like, I don't know about you, you being the antidote over there. Um, yeah. I see, by the way, you got something on your lip. It's not bad, but just maybe, yeah, there you go. Um, you know, I got like it. the, ro- <laughs> it took you a while, there. man. Anyway, no, no big deal. No big deal. Hey, that's life. <laughs> uh, for the record, here at the Rockaroo, my stance is like every week, we're going to do this weekly. Last season, we did it bi-weekly. <laughs> did I use that right? Yeah. We did it twice yes, a did. week. We had two episodes a week, <laughs> and which was fun. It really was fun, but it was, it was a lot. It was a lot to handle. We're going to go for uh, once a week this season. Uh, if things change, if, we, if that King Supers sponsorship comes through, then you might be seeing more a week, but right now it'll be once a week. And I'm going to be, I'm going to be in the now guy. You know, it doesn't matter that there's 158 games left. I'm going to focus on these four games. That's what we're talking about next week. It'll be, you know, the Tampa Bay series and the, the homestand or the home series against, uh, the Dodgers. That's all. That's just that window. That's, and there's going to be weeks where I'm really up, there's going to be weeks when I'm really down and mediocre weeks and this and that. And so that's just, that's my approach. So if, if anyone thinks I'm overreacting, uh, maybe I am, but at the same time, let's not get, let's not fall into the trap of it's a long season. It's still early. Cause that'll get you tied and <laughs> you're going to have to play a, a 163rd game. So yeah, that being said, my better word for worry about Daniel Murphy being gone is I think when he was in the lineup, just because of his track record, his resume, 
It's like, oh yeah, we got a f- nasty lineup, which was true, dude. Like you go Blackman, Murphy, yeah. Nolan, Trevor Story, then David Dahl, then Ian Desmond, who's still good. I do want to talk about Ian just a little bit later in this episode. And you go from there, and then Ryan McMahon. That's like, whoa. So like you got as a lineup, guys in that lineup, you got that confidence and it's been said once, it's going to be said again that hitting is, is contagious within a lineup. Uh, and then on the other side, the pitcher, the Marlins pitchers, whoever pitchers are like, man, I got to go, I got to go Blackman, Murphy, Nolan, Story, and then Dahl, Desmond, McMahon. Shit. Mental game, right? That's all the mental game. Yeah. But then yeah. the minute he's out of that lineup, it's like, oh, okay. I mean, we're still good, but okay. And then the other team is like, oh, okay, Daniel Murphy's not in the lineup. This is doable. This is, and I think we saw a great example of that on Sunday. Well, I didn't see it, but I think most Rockies fans saw it on Sunday. (laughs) I mean, Alcantara is, I assume, solid. Again, didn't see it, but still... You're the Colorado Rockies. You're poised to win the division for the first time ever. You can't use that as an excuse. Um, but so I, I think that's not a big deal. And I do. I mean, I think it's going to be an adjustment. Is what I was was what I meant there with the Daniel Murphy being gone. I think it'll be a quick adjustment. But uh, and then one I wanted to. So you sent me the text message about how that was the the lineup that you liked that we should be rolling out all season. And I agreed with you, but then I, that was before I saw the actual lineup. Um, I agree that it's the right personnel, but I still would like to see it go Hampson leading off. Then black. Oh, right. Yeah. Nolan, And then keep, keep doll in like a, keep doll in more of an RBI chance. Keep Hampson in a, like on base, scoring runs chance this we talk about the speed daily here on the rockaroo uh i mean you can't talk about hampson without bringing up speed so and then if there's a thing with you know i know there's a thought of like well charlie blackman really likes hitting leadoff and it's like well you know what put him second and we'll see how much he likes it when he hits a double and garrett hampson who walked scores opposed to just hitting a double we'll see how he likes that yeah well, I think that, uh, shoot, I, I just don't know if the Rockies have a better lineup with without Daniel Murphy. It's like, seems stupid to say that, but um, as the season goes on, I think that we might like that lineup as it stands. The problem with it is like, well, no, we have Daniel Murphy, so you got to get him in there. And he does work at bats. And then what do you do with Hampson and McMahon as they continue to do well? They're just going to continue to platoon them, which sucks, you know? Uh, the way McMahon uh, – I'll just say this. Out of the four games, the two – the biggest bright spots, David Dahl and Ryan McMahon. I mean, you know, everyone else had some struggles here and there. And those two guys, the uh, they put it together. I think that the they did a uh, 
a great job this opening series and they just need to keep that momentum and hopefully try to get it get it out to the rest of the guys you know there are some bright spots some good games from some other players but those two guys at the plate uh I guess defensively, they they got the job done. It wasn't like there was any issues with them defensively. Nothing spectacular either. But just at the plate, those two guys are putting professional at-bats and hard contact together, and it's it's fun to watch. Yeah, it, yeah. Um, my The other non-worried, better word for worried thought too was now McMahon's going to be playing first until Murphy's better if that ever happens. I mean, would any of us be surprised if it's just one of those, well, with his fucking quote, I mean, I'm ready when I'm ready type of deal. Like, it could be longer than, I mean, originally when he was injured, it was supposed to be like a day or two. And then it turned out to an injured list stint, which that was reported on Sunday morning, and Valleca wasn't called up until today. So you spent a whole game with with 24 players essentially what happened there i don't know maybe i mean with daniel murphy's uh you know his uh, content of character here maybe it was like well i don't know i feel good enough to play and then at the last minute it was a i'm just obviously speculating here um with the evidence that i have um but going back to McMahon, now he's playing first, where all spring he was prepared to play second, and really all offseason, or most of the offseason too. And just I, I, I'm concerned maybe is a better word than worried about just his mental state now that he will be basically – I mean, he, he'll be the starting first baseman. I don't see – like I, I still think Reynolds will stay on the bench there. Yeah, I mean, it's that first game he played first base, and then the second game he played uh, second, and Reynolds played first. So he'll, I think he'll still get some a fair amount of time at second. But defensively speaking, it makes way more sense to have Hampson at second and and McMahon at first. That's just the way that is for sure, because um, those are more natural positions for both of those players. Hampson is definitely better than McMahon at second. Not that McMahon is is bad there, but Hampson is more naturally, uh, you know, second baseman than McMahon is. And McMahon can get it done. He's He can definitely get it done at first. So I think that that is, we're going to see him get a lot of playing time at first, which is a bummer. But as long as he, I think he also planned, they probably knew that he would also be playing a fair amount of first, even with Murphy out there. Um, you know, in a, in an AL situation, you might see Murphy as a DH and McMahon at first, Hampson at second, second, uh, if you know, Murphy was available, Yeah, <laughs> which he's not. So, but yeah, I think I'm not, yeah, I think McMahon will do uh, is a better option defensively at first than Murphy. Yeah, I'm not saying he can't. I'm just saying the mental, like he was prepared to be the second baseman. And hey, speaking of, is it curious that I had the same amount of opening day at bats as did DJ LeMayu? Nope. Dude, when you said that last episode, you said DJ's not even, I thought you were just like cracking off, but you were right. Oh, you thought I was messing. Yeah. No, <laughs> yeah. What is, what? 
how I don't I mean I know we, we don't G, DJ he's no longer a Rocky but uh <laughs> but 24 million like gold glove winning do you think that was discussed when he signed that contract like hey we're gonna sign you but you're you're gonna play sparingly <laughs> I would have to think so, yeah. Would it not? I mean, I don't know. Yeah, but then why would he... He seems like he... Like, why would he... I don't know, man. It is, it is weird for sure. Well, don't worry, because in the second game of that uh, series, he did get a nat bat. He got four, actually, and he hit 500 playing third base no. for the New York Yankees. Wow. Yes. Yes. Wow. So, uh, so I don't know what they got going on over there. Uh, ton of, ton of infielders. That's for sure. But it's, it's crazy. Uh, but yeah, I was not joking around. I was being serious with that. So speaking of serious, I'm going to take us down a real serious topic here oh. in just a second. And, uh, take a drink of water. I'm nervous. Yeah. Uh, this is there's there could be some math involved. Oh no! Uh, probably not going to be too much math, but there might be math. So get get yourself ready. I'll fire up the calculator. Okay, so I'm uh, very very much enjoying watching game two. Herman Marquez getting getting some stuff done. He's looking good. Uh, Rocky's actually put together some. Some good at bats late in the game again. So we're talking, you know, the sixth inning. The Rockies, Rockies tie up the game after only one mistake from Marquez to Granderson, who hit a jack. But Rockies tie up the game in the seventh. The the uh, take the lead, and I don't know how you nerds out there calculate defensive runs saved, but I'm going to tell you this: I saw one in the. In the bottom of the eighth inning on that game. And that's going to bring me to this season's first rocking point. And that's when the bottom of the eighth, Lewis Brinson comes up to the bat. Brinson plays for Miami. That team sucks. Bam! He smashes one. And you know what it reads on the old game day? Brinson lines out hard to Ian Desmond. But what it should have read is, Ian Desmond goes back, jumps up, and steals a jack from Brinson. One defensive run saved. Boom. And at that point in time, the game was still 2-1 Rockies. They ended up going on to win 6-1 and took the second game of the opening series. That's awesome. That's that's really making us look good because you we're on record all season, pretty much all season last year. We were talking about Desmond should be playing center, or <laughs> really, we were yeah. talking about Woo. anyone anyone but Charlie Blackman. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Desmond was kind of at the top of that list there. I yeah, I, dude. Like I, I obviously saw it. I saw the replay, but it's so much different when it's like you're watching the game and you've been watching this close game all night, and then boom, something like that happens. So I that was stolen from me. Thank you, MLB. Yeah, it was exciting. 
hey, since there's a lull, I'm going to bring it up. Last episode, I was talking about X-Men Apocalypse, and I said Morena McTaggart, and I knew what her name was. I just pronounced it wrong. Right. It's Mora. Mora McTaggart. Well, how did, uh, what did, uh, well, shoot, I'm not even going to ask. I'll just tell you. The Dark Wolf came out. He came out, and he, he ripped it. I, I will say he get you know he did give up three runs, but uh, it was on a uh, some I don't know some pretty crappy circumstances. Uh, he did end up leaving the game a little early with a calf cramp, but that game was one of the fastest games I've ever watched. It was like three minutes an inning, and uh, good old Dark Wolf was. Striking out dudes left and right. Ten strikeouts total. He did end up giving the three runs. His uh, his mates on the other side of the ball pretty much did him no justice. The uh, did not put together any good at bats. Ramil Tapia, uh, you got to step it up, man. Your at bats are <laughs> looking shaky, and uh, I, like I like you, but man, you got to step it up. I think his head is just in the gutter. Not in a that that's the term reserve. His head just is in it's not where it needs to be. I think he's I mean just his body language seems like he's just fed up with the Rockies organization as maybe he probably should. Um he would it might be a good trade opportunity cuz he's not I don't like his type of style for a bench bat. I really again I I've been saying it too much. I'll say it one more time, and then I probably won't say it again for a while. But I'm just so – maybe I'm too much of a traditionalist with, with a National League bench, but I like a guy with a little bit of pop in that bat. Not to say that Ramil doesn't, but that's just not his game. And, like, yeah, he's cool for a start every now and then, but, um, yeah, I, I think just mentally he's not – where he needs to be. And you know what? I was thinking about this. I was I was tuning into a Twins game. It was a I think it was Sunday. It was a close game. And which I want to bring this up. I just want to thank the individual who allows me access to mlb.tv. You know who you are. Um very cool of you. Um I I enjoy it often. Uh but anyway, I was watching this Twins game, and I remember that Tony Diaz is now the Twins' third base coach. Tony Diaz used to be the Rockies' first base coach, and he was also the kind of the pseudo-translator, uh, Spanish translator. And now you don't have him, you don't have Carlos, you don't have Gerardo. Is that a factor? Mainly for Tapia and Herman, because Herman's still young. Um, his English is pretty solid. His and Antonio's English are, are pretty solid, but I guess you have Vinny still on the bench there, so that helps. Yeah. Forgot about that. Damn it. I'm going to have to cut all of that stuff. <laughs> I don't, yeah, I don't think either way, I mean, you're going to have a translator on the team, so uh, that doesn't worry me too much. Okay, good. 
good. I can yeah. sleep now a little better. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, you no, know, that's that third game. The Rockies ended up losing zero to three. Tell me more about Johnny because I literally didn't see anything. So Johnny had it working. His location was good. I think I'm. How many? K's? I could be wrong. I know he had ten strikeouts. Okay. And what? Uh, one walk. Six innings? He had one walk. Six and two thirds innings. Six two thirds. Yeah, he he would have gone. He was ready to go further. He ended up with only eighty nine pitches when he got yoinked. And uh, really, what happened is he landed weird with his uh, right foot after a after a pitch, okay. and it, it was like he landed on his heel, and it looked like it just kind of stung him a little bit there. And then they they pulled him out because it was like, eh, you know, he's gone six and two thirds. We're only down by three. We don't want to take a risk early on in the season which is the right move uh but he was he was dominant he was hitting his spots struck out 10 guys he had only one inning where he he did allow two runs and then he allowed a home run in the in the seventh that inning he got uh he got pulled out it was a pinch hit home run and uh that was that was kind of just a mistake. But the other, you know, the other inning, he, let's see, he let a couple of guys on. It wasn't anything big. I'm trying to think. It was the fourth inning. That game was cruising so fast. It was crazy. But he um, he did walk a guy. That's obviously the big problem. That was the, the one walk in the top of the fourth. That was one of the guys that scored. Um, gave up a single. Uh, then he got a, a ground out. And then um, the catcher, that the Jorge Alfaro guy, who's he's a beast, man. That dude um, smashed one right up the middle, and it, it uh, bounced off the front of the mound, and it just didn't. Uh, it just got through, and he scored. A couple couple guys scored, but you know, really giving up three runs in six and two thirds, like that's solid, especially when you're striking out dudes. It's literally like quality, was. right? Oh yeah, yeah. It was it was a quality, <laughs> and he would have gone further. He honestly probably could have finished that game if if he probably could have finished it as is. He just didn't want to take the risk. The other problem was his counterpart for the Marlins was just uh, that dude was rolling. That guy's that guy was pretty filthy, and his his main mark was the fact that he was wild and gave up a lot of walks, but he was not wild. Alcantara was hitting his spots and he was in the zone. Um, he got some pretty good calls from the, from the ump, but nothing like out, out of the norm. The Rockies really just needed to put some, put something together and get something done, which they never did. They had one shot. The Rockaroo is experiencing some technical difficulties. Please stand by whilst these issues are sorted out. In the meantime, please consider King Supers for your next grocery trip.
So you were talking about some controversy on an umpire giving all the calls to the Marlins pitcher. Is that what I heard? <laughs> that is what I was talking about. Uh, <laughs> that pitcher sucked, but he was getting all the calls. So the uh, the Rockies just couldn't put it, anything together. The only thing they even had a shot at is uh, Walters doubled. They moved him over with a sacrifice bunt from Gray, who got a great bunt down. And then uh, oh, I missed a good bunt. Man, yeah. now I'm really peeved. Yeah, it was a really good bunt. And then um, up comes up comes Blackman, and he pops out to the catcher. And then this was this was probably the turning point for the Rockies. Uh, you saw it on the game day, and it said David Dahl lines out sharply to the first baseman, Neil Walker. But what happened is he smoked one so hard that it bounced off Neil Walker's face, basically. What? And... Uh, no, it wasn't his face, but he smoked one super hard. It bounced off his like shoulder and went straight up into the air. And he's like, turns around and he's looking around like, where's the ball? Where's the ball? And it literally lands in his, like, like right on his forearm. He t- picks it up and just tosses it over to first for an out. But they really probably should have scored there. Uh, but they didn't. And I felt like it may have been a little deflating for them. And then they never put anything else together ever. What inning was that, did you say? Uh, that inning was the... It was the fifth, I believe. Mm. Yeah. So, uh, you know, the game just never, offensively, never picked up. And they just uh, looked last, lackluster out there, so... What do you do? I yeah. But Gray I, looked good. Gray looked good. I really well. That that's that's good. That's really good. Uh, I want to say, well, you gotta have games like those, but I just feel like that's such a effing excuse. And I don't. I want to. If you ever hear me say anything like that, or it's still early, or it's a long season, will you? Shut it down. Shut it down. I'll shock me. I'll shut it down. We'll set up a throw your pen at me something. Because uh, I really, I feel like that's a trap. Those are excuses and it's mentality. And I hope that's not the mentality in the clubhouse because it's dangerous. It's a virus. It'll eat them alive. Yeah, it needs to, uh, that attitude needs to be gone. The Rockies need to step it up and they need to, uh, Get the job done. It's as simple as that. Yeah. I'm going to write, that might be an episode title. What do you think? I like it. You like it? I do. I certainly do. Do you want to go, do you want to go exclamation point or just, or maybe a period? Or just like period. Just a period? Period. Yeah. Now do you, I could get the job done. Period. I, I could spell out period to really, really make a hit or that might be a little too much. Spell out or, period and then okay. exclamation point after that. Oh. So get the yeah. job done, spelled out period, exclamation point. How's spell that out exclamation point. No, no, no. Okay. Just get the, the job done, period, spelled out exclamation point. Now, do you want to go get the job done, regular period, spelled out period, period exclamation 
or get the job done, period, spelled out, period, exclamation, or get the job done, spelled out, period, exclamation. I'll tell you what. I'll, yes. I'll, I'll, yes, I do. All of them. Yes. I'll see how I'll, <laughs> I'll see how it looks and uh, how it looks on, you know, on the digital form, and then uh, we can always change it. That's not a big problem. Underline. If I could underline it, maybe that's underline. Period. Get the job done. Period. Period. Spelled out. Underlined. Exclamation point. Yeah, I like all of that. That sounds great. <laughs> hey, uh, you didn't get a chance to listen to the fools up in the uh, in the box, but I, I feel like I have to do some homage for you. Okay. Uh, in that game, they were talking about Jorge Alfaro. Okay. Which I don't know if you guys know the backstory on that which, guy at all. But which game? Sunday. Yeah, Sunday's game. Okay. And uh, Houston and Drew Goodman were talking about Jorge Alfaro and. Goodman was like, yeah, we were talking to one of the scouts and they, they said that Jorge Alfaro's got some real power and they're like, yeah, he hit 10 home runs last year. And then there's this small little lull, like John Gray makes a pitch to him and then a small lull. And then Houston goes, yeah, the, the story on him and the, the way they signed him was, uh, was real interesting. Cause he was, uh, they're looking at another guy and, there was a guy pitching batting practice and, and they saw him and they're just like, yeah, this is the, this is the guy we really want. And that's how the Phillies ended up signing him. And I was like, what the shit just happened? <laughs> I have no idea what happened. I don't know what player they were talking about. Cause one Jorge Alfaro was signed by the Rangers, later traded to the Phillies, who then traded him to the Marlins for JT Real Muto. So he wasn't signed by the Phillies. He's a catcher, not a pitcher, throwing batting practice. And it was the like r- most ridiculous thing I've heard. And I felt like I was in uh, another dimension or something. I had no idea what happened. I, still... To this day, right now, I don't know what happened. You were in Houston's dimension. Did anyone <laughs> did, it, did anyone say anything to him or about it after, or was there just more silence? No. Oh boy. No. Then uh, Goodman, right after that, goes, "Yeah, you hear stories about guys going down and uh, and uh, wanting to look at another another player and and seeing a guy pitching batting batting practice, but it's, it's pretty unusual." And he, I don't know what I, I'm just making it up. He said something like that where it was like, but it's like, he was responding to what Goodman said. And I was like, what in the hell are they even talking about? You know, let me ask you this. Cause I, you watch a lot of non Rockies games. Is that accurate to say? Yes. Okay. Yeah, it is. So I, you know, because I wasn't able to watch Rockies, I watched some, like, I'm basically going to become a Toronto Blue Jays fan now because I can easily watch them. They're out of Canada. Nice. They're out nice. of Canada, folks. Anyway. And just just a heads up, Bo Bichette uh, plays for the Toronto Blue Jays. Not yet. He's in the organization. Uh, not yet. He's in the organization. Bo Bichette will be playing for the Toronto Blue Jays. <laughs> it was funny. I, I was watching with this other Rockies fan and um, we were watching Derek Rodriguez for San Francisco Giants and this 
person was is was is was a big Pudge fan as I am myself, and Derek Rodriguez is Rodriguez is Pudge Ivan Rodriguez's son, and so <laughs> they said, "Man, I might have to become a Giants fan and watch." And I said, "Oh, it'll be easier for you to watch Giants games than Rockies games." Anyway. Oh man. Anyway. So because I have been watching more other broadcasters, I'm thinking like other broadcasters do not just beat a dead horse as much as these Goodman and Houston guys. It seems like every time something happens and I didn't see it, but I could just imagine how they kept going back to the Desmond catch and kept breaking it down and, Oh, you see kids, this is what you, and then they, you know, bring up the kids. This is, and they just beat this subject to death. Whereas other announcers are like, Oh, what a great play. And they show like one replay and then it's cause the game's still going on. You know, they're talking about what's currently going on i don't know is that do you am i on base with that or yes the absolutely do that and uh it's it gets annoying and i'll tell you what the theme of the rockaroo this season is not gonna be that it's gonna be that's expected get the job done hey can you give us a a live update of uh, before, are no. you ready to go into your? Oh no, is it bad? <laughs> Can uh, uh, are you ready to get into your preview, or you got some more stuff? No, I'm I'm ready. We we can go right into the preview. We got a we got a big preview coming because uh, as you so eloquently put it earlier, we're doing weekly weekly broadcasts this year, so uh, we're gonna have two series to preview. That first series is gonna be. The Colorado Rockies at Tampa Bay Rays. So they stay in Florida, that piece of crap swamp state. Anyways, they're gonna start. They're gonna they're gonna throw Chad Bettis, and he's gonna be going against some dude Stenaker, and that will be the guy that pitches for the first inning and then some other guy's going to pitch the second inning and then some other dude's going to pitch the third inning. And then who knows someone with the the number 48 is going to pitch the fifth inning and so on and so forth. I don't know who their starter is going to be, but that's who the Rockies are going to play in the first set at Tampa Bay. Hopefully they get the bats rolling because they need some good juju. We're not going to see you Murphy IL next is going to be the game of that series. Fourth in Cy Young voting. One dot, Kyle Freeland, is going against the guy that won it in the AL, Blake Snell. Lefty on lefty matchup, and the Rockies are going to show Snell what a real major league lineup looks like. They're going to smoke that dude. Then the series is going to be finalized because it is only a three-game series and they're going to go up against one of three of Tampa's starting pitchers Charlie Morton who are who are the Rocks throwing you know it Herman Marquez that guy's gonna smoke some rays then an off day Thursday's (laughs) an off day that Tuesday before the next series preview that Tuesday for 
uh, Mile High Sports fans is going to be pretty good because you got Freeland Snell, and that's going to be early because they're on East Coast. And then at night, got a little D Nugs and Warriors. Should be a good Ooh. evening for, and the Broncos don't play. So three really oh, good, there you go. really good matchups there. Yeah. Well, good, good. And then we'll go into an off day. That'll be a travel day. And then you guessed it. Who else do the Rockies open up with? They're going to open up with the Dodgers. Home opener, Friday, 3-10 Central Time. Who cares about Central yeah, Time? 2-10 Mountain Time. <laughs> Don't you don't you worry about that. We got a 210 mountain time start. We're going to see some guy pitching for the Dodgers. Who knows? They're TBD, but Mr. Anderson going for your Colorado Rockies to open up at Coors Field in 2019. Get ready. He's going to show the Dodgers what a real pitcher looks like cuz the D-backs certainly can't. Next is going to be the Dark Wolf going against it's some TBD guy for the Dodgers. Who cares? Dark Wolf is going to strike some fools out. Then that series is going to be finalized on Sunday. I don't know who's going for the Rockies, but you can only assume it's probably going to be Bettis going against some guy for the Dodgers. Rockies need to sweep that series They're going to do it. Dodgers are going down. Let's open this thing up and let's get the train on the tracks and mow some fools over. Those are the next two series for the Colorado Rockies. Go Rockies! There could be some math involved. Oh, no.